0: Welcome back to the Darkness Inside Podcast. I know it's been a long time since I posted an episode. I think my last episode was back in May, but it honestly feels so good to be back. It feels good to do the research and just bring the content the content back um, that I know you guys appreciate and I enjoy doing it. Um, this podcast means a lot to me. So thank you for uh, those that are listening and have stuck with me through all of this. I I appreciate you all big time. So today for the first episode back, I'm gonna be telling you about John List. So John List is what we know now as a family annihilator. He was one before that term was even a term. A family annihilator is someone who murders their whole entire family. A more recent case uh, could be like Chris Watts and how he murdered his his whole family. John List murdered his whole family on November 9th, 1971. He would murder his wife, his mother, and his three children. John List was born September 17, 1925, in Bay City, Michigan. His parents were John F. List, who was 66 years old, and his mother's name was Alma M. List, who was 38 years old. He has no full-blooded siblings, but he had a paternal half-brother and a paternal half-sister. He lived at 1808 South Winona Street in the city's west side. His parents owned a grocery business at 216 Salzburg Avenue. So his father passed away in 1944 at the age of 85. And a year before his father passed away, he graduated from Bay City Central High School. Some people that went to school with him say that he was not popular, that he was just kind of there. He only had a handful of friends and after graduation, he entered the um, U.S. Army. It would be an army fort in Virginia where he would meet his wife, Helen. The two married in uh, December, 1951. He earned a bachelor's degree in business administration and a master's degree in accounting from the University of Michigan. John List and his family were the American dream family. They attended church every Sunday as Lutherans. John List even taught Sunday school. He worked as an accountant. As an he worked as an accountant to provide for his family. So the List family lived in a Victorian mansion known as the Breeze Knoll. This was in New Jersey. This mansion had 19 rooms, including a ballroom, marble f- uh, fireplaces, and a Tiffany skylight. I believe that with the help of his mother, he was able to get this house. That's why she was able to move in with the family. In 1971, John lost his uh, job and couldn't find a job like the one he had. And he couldn't tell his family that he had lost his job. So every morning he pretended to go to work. He would go to the train station and read the newspaper and just kind of figure out like how to pay the mortgage. Um, he was even taking money from his mother's bank account to pay the mortgage. He refused to go on, well- on welfare. He thought as a man he should be the one providing for his family. Um, he would later say that this was that the only solution that he saw was to murder his family. He feared that his family lived in a world full of evil and that poverty would turn them away from God. He wanted to make sure that they made it to heaven. On November 9, 1971, John List would murder his wife, Helen, age 46, his mother, Alma, age 85, and his three children, Patricia, age 16, John, age 15, and Frederick, age 13. He shot them methodically, one by one. He says he approached all of them from behind. So he actually waited for the children to leave for school. And then he shot his wife um, in the kitchen as she drank. He shot his wife in the kitchen as she drank her morning coffee. He then went up to the third floor where his mother's room was. He says he kissed his mother just like Judas and then shot her. Then he waited for Patricia and Frederick to return back from school, and shot them as soon as they returned back from school. After killing them, he made himself a sandwich and had lunch. He closed down all the family's bank accounts. He then went to his son uh, John's high school soccer game. John was only fifteen years old, and was apparently his favorite. But the fifteen-year-old John List wouldn't go out with. But the fifteen-year-old John List wouldn't go without a fight. He would put up a fight against his father and ended up with 10 gunshot wounds to the face and chest. He would empty both guns into his son's body uh, because he describes his son's body as it was still jerking. So he would later later say that he didn't know if he did this just to put his son out of the pain or to relieve tension. He used a 9mm uh, semi-automatic handgun and a twenty-two caliber revolver. These two guns were actually a souvenir from World War II. All he did was buy new ammunition, and he even went to a shooting range to practice. After he had murdered his entire family, he laid their bodies on top of sleeping bags in the ballroom. He only left his mother in her room uh, because she was too heavy to carry down. He would write a five-page letter to to his pastor explaining why he did it. He felt like his pastor would uh, understand why he had done what he had done and that he had killed them out of mercy to save their souls. He talked about his financial problems and feared that his family was falling uh, from their faith. He knew what he had done was wrong. He cleaned up the crime scene and used scissors to remove his, images, his image from every photo in the house. He thought this would like... Uh, make it harder for police to find out that it was him uh he canceled all the deliveries and told the schools that they were going on vacation and the kids and that the kids wouldn't be uh attending school he even slept in the mansion where all the dead bodies lay, and the next morning he turned the lights on and played religious hymns through the intercom system of the house and he would walk out of the house and disappear for 18 years It wouldn't be until a month later, on December 7th, 1971, that neighbors would start getting curious and like the school and stuff like that. And then the police would enter the home. The organ music was still playing throughout the house and found the five page letter uh, that John had written. The FBI would eventually find his car at Kennedy International Airport, Uh, but not him. I mean, this is a month after he committed all of this. And eventually the trail just went cold. In 1989, New Jersey prosecutors came up with a plan. This would be 18 years after John List murdered his entire family. So, expert forensic uh, artist Frank Bender created a bust. A bust is like a statue, like those statue heads that we see on the streets or whatever. Um, he created one of those uh, as he imagined John List would have aged. Bender gave him a hawk nose, grizzled eyebrows, and horn-rimmed glasses. Psychologists theorized that John List would still wear the same glasses just to remind himself of how important he used to be. On May 21, 1989, America's Most Wanted aired the story of John List. In the show, they showed the bust that that Frank Bender had created of how John List might have looked as he got older. 22 million people would watch this episode so tips just started coming in but one tip from a woman in richmond virginia thought her next door neighbor looked like robert clark she's even said that her neighbor was an accountant and also attended church so the police went to his house and spoke to his wife who had uh who he had met at church she helped the officers fill in the 18 years that he had disappeared so after he had murdered his family, he took on the name Robert P. Clark and he settled in Denver, Colorado. He met Dolores who was a widow at church and the two married in 1985. The two would later move to Virginia where he worked as an accountant. On June 1st, 1989, on June 1st, 1989, only 9 days after the case aired, police made the arrest and arrested him at his workplace. Fingerprints did confirm that he was John List, although he denied it. The trial began in 1990, and defense lawyers argued that he suffered from PTSD from his service in World War II and Korea. Although expert psychologists do believe that when he committed uh, the murders, he was going through a midlife crisis, but that still wasn't an excuse to murder five people. On April 12, 1990, the jury found John List guilty and a judge sentenced him to five life terms in a New Jersey prison. He was 65 years old at the time. In 2002, he had an interview with Connie Chung. He was asked why he didn't kill himself, and he said that if he died by suicide, he wouldn't make it to heaven. He also says that when he gets to heaven, his family will have either forgiven him or they won't remember what happened. And they'll just enjoy each other's companies, just like they did on Earth. John List was very methodical with how he planned to kill to kill his entire family. He says that he even asked, uh, asked them one night during dinner how they wanted their funerals to be. He had even caught uh, the end of the America's Most Wanted show, and he describes feeling nervous but that his wife hadn't recognized him from the bus. John List died on March 21, 2008, in St. Francis Medical Center from complications of pneumonia. The date was Good Friday. He was 82 years old. One creepy fact is that the, ma- the mansion did burn down several months after the murders were committed, and the cost of the fire was never found. A new property was built on top of the old house. In an interview in 2008, in an interview in 2008, parents told reporters that children will not walk past the house, or some people don't even want to live on the same block as the house. So I came across this case. So I came across this case um, as I was watching the new show on Netflix called The Watcher, which is actually a real story too. The Watcher House—it's pretty creepy. You guys could check it out. Uh, in the show, there's a character loosely based on John List. And I was kind of interested, and I was kind of interested because they kind of gave like a brief backstory um, of what he had done, but in the show they used a different name. So I kind of was curious as to if this person was actually real, and then that's how I came across this case. And I had never heard about this case, and honestly, like, and like I said, uh, John List is a family annihilator. Before the term "family annihilator" actually became a term, so yeah, you guys can check out the show. Um, there's video. There's uh, this Watcher House is very it's a b- actual case, um, but that's just like yeah. Um, so this is all I have for you guys today uh, on today's episode. Um, let me know what you think about this case, and remember that I do have an Instagram. Um, for this podcast, it's, uh, I believe it's the underscore darkness inside underscore podcast. Um, and yeah, just go follow me, um, shoot me recommendations. I'm always looking for recommendations. Um, but yeah, it feels really good to be back. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking by me. Whether you're an old listener or you're a new listener, welcome. This is the Darkness Inside podcast. Um, But yeah, thank you for listening. Stay safe. See you in the next episode. And remember beware of the darkness inside.